Happy Sunday. This is Saga Tuck on Sunday on 92.7 The Van here on the Lakeshore. I want to thank you for joining us this morning as we broadcast live high above land sharks in beautiful downtown Saga Tuck. I'm Gregory Muncie, waking up with you as we watch the sun, hopefully the sun, come up over the hill this morning on Butler Street. I'd like to thank our sponsors this morning, Charming Sagatuck Rentals, three beautiful rentals in the Sagatuck-Douglas area. Go to Charming Sagatuck Rentals on Facebook and book your stay now. They are booked up for the whole winter season. Going into January and February, they're already getting bookings, and uh, there's plenty to do here in the winter season. We're going to get you caught up with lots of events. We've got a busy, busy week ahead here in the Sagatuck-Douglas area. We'd also like to thank your go-to to to get to where you want to go to in the Saugatuck Douglas area. A little shout-out there to Phyllis Eif from the Interurban Transit Authority, where I also serve on the Board of Directors. And uh, want to uh, let you know that uh, they can pick you up and drop you off wherever you want to go in the Saugatuck Douglas area for only $1.50 if you're um, a little little bit more mature. Um, uh, I'm not too far from there, uh, so I'll be, I'll be able to get a half rate here pretty soon. So, um, And then I'd also like to thank, of course, uh, Back to the Fuchsia Flower Shop. And uh, we're getting ready for Christmas and getting all our fresh evergreens in and getting ready to make Christmas centerpieces. And, and uh, Jean's over there. We're going to spend a little special time this week kind of getting everything organized to get ready for major production. Christmas week is always a very busy week for us there at the flower shop. And of course, I'd also like to thank Mill Pond Realty. You know, if you're looking to sell your home and you want somebody with local knowledge, somebody that really knows the area, you'll want to reach out to Laura Durham there. You can go to millpondrealty.com or of course you can always call Mill Pond Realty at 269-857-1477. The real estate market is really hot right now and uh in now's the time to uh to find out what your house might be worth, and uh, and uh, and uh, check out uh, check out Mill Pond. I'd also like to thank our producer there at the station. He's the one that's queuing everything up for us. There, Dan Evans, aka Dan the Man on the Van. I'd also like to let you know that you know if you wake up a little bit later or maybe you missed the whole show, you'll never miss our show as long as you go to www.927thevan.com so you can listen anytime. You just What you do is you go down to your podcast on the website there. You go to Saga Tuck on Sunday. You can listen to all of our shows that we've done the last year, and uh, you can listen anytime. You can also visit our Facebook page at Saga Tuck on Sunday. Like us. It's been, I want to uh, Say a special thank you to all of the folks, and too many to mention. Too many to mention that I that I met at the events uh, this weekend that uh, we facilitated. Uh, that uh, uh, so many of you reached out and said uh, that you really enjoy listening and waking up to us this, uh, on Sunday mornings. And, and I really appreciate that. It was so nice to get a lot of uh, hellos from folks that I've never really met and uh, big fans of the show. So we appreciate you listening. Um, it's just after 7 a.m. here in the morning. It's still dark outside, and we've got all the wonderful Christmas lights out. We had such a great events uh, coming up and events that we just had, and we'll talk about that later in the show. 
Um, expect today's high to reach only about 37 degrees. It is cold out there. Um, but it's a perfect time to visit our towns in the winter. We've got a light dusting of snow around. And all of our pubs and eateries will keep you warm while you're hopping from shop to shop. Here in our downtown Saugatuck and downtown Douglas area, our shops are so close and next to each other that you can just stop at a pub, warm up a little bit, then hop, hop, hop to shop, 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 and then stop at another pub and get 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 a little warmed up. So, so, uh, so uh, it's actually the perfect time to visit our towns. Um, I want to let you know that uh, this morning we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot lined up here a uh, special co-host with me i'll introduce her in a second we've also got john vanderbeek he's going to talk to us about the trail master plan we've had him on before and we're going to get updated with that and then we've also got a special guest on the show i'm looking forward to meeting and and talking with russ gardner russ gardner we've talked about him on the show he has spearheaded the restoration of the radar there on top of the hill there on Mount Baldhead. And he's also a councilman. He was a former mayor and also served on our city, Saugatuck City Council. And um, sounds like he's crazy enough to get back on the council again. And so we're going to find out what made him what made him come back and, and everything that he's been doing um, to help make the uh, radar uh, tower, that big ball up there on, on Mount Baldhead, so beautiful. They've really spent a lot of time refurbishing that. So uh, settle in, grab a cup of coffee, and uh, let's get that disco ball down so I can introduce our co-host, CJ. She has been on the show before, and uh, she has wowed me many times with her knowledge of the area and and uh, and the Saugatuck Douglas Art Club. Let's give a big round of applause to Betsy York. As my special co-host, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Greg. I'm delighted to be back. Um, I was reminded that this has been a year since I was on before, so yeah. I feel like old home week here. It's a great <laughs> week. It's a great week. We can finally, you know, I never put my my holiday decorations out until after Thanksgiving, so that's me. So I had fun this weekend. Oh, so did you decorate it for Christmas this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, you're a step ahead of me. Look, my tree still isn't up. Well, you've been busy. Yeah, it has been busy. We had the annual tree lighting ceremony uh, on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving there at Wicks Park. And it was a wonderful success. We had so much fun. It was one of the most uh, uh, populous or uh, most uh, visited events that I've seen in a long time for the tree lighting event. Um, it's be, I, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, Mill Pond Realty. They had a hotline to Santa, and they called Santa and had Santa over with reindeer. They sponsored uh, the event and brought live reindeer. Dancer and Prancer were here uh, visiting all the kids. We had a lineup of kids to visit Santa that started at 3 p.m., and it lasted after 6 p.m. Well, yeah, yeah, whoever did the PR on that got a picture of a reindeer in the commercial record yeah. right before that weekend. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, Scott Sullivan over there. He's a great Thank photographer. You, Scott, yeah. Yep, and uh, and uh, and it, he did a great job covering that. But I, I, they lined up, huh? Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, the line was continuous from you know the gazebo, that sidewalk that goes right out onto Water Street, and that line was nonstop. There was a point where I got a phone call from Mrs. Claus that uh, the elves needed help making toys. They were running behind. And so uh, I had to let Santa know, and so Santa had to, uh, it was after 
6 o'clock and Sam had to leave. Now, Milpon did a really nice job to help make this event a little bit more friendly by separating all of the different activities. So they had hot chocolate on one side of the park, the reindeer on the other side of the park. Of course, we had our tree lighting. And, uh, and many people, you know, uh, that felt comfortable um, uh, didn't wear masks, but we had other people that did wear masks. Um, but uh, everybody got along. And I, I kind of like that. We all have a different opinion about, you know, how to how to uh, be careful in these days. And uh, and I think what's most important is that we all get along. And we, we had such a wonderful time. Um, we had uh, Garnet Lewis is our new mayor. And she Yay. was, she, yeah, and she was there um, and with the big uh, magical Christmas lighting wand. And she waved in the air. We had a wonderful countdown. I worked with Russ Gardner and uh, Scott from the uh, uh, Saugatuck City Councilmen and uh, uh, to light the star on top of Mount Baldhead, which lit in unison with the tree lighting. So, yeah, that super, was a lot of fun. Super nice. Well, if you missed that one, you could have gone the following night to the Douglas tree lighting ceremony. And I think they had, well, I don't think they had live reindeer, but they had snacks and goodies too, which is always a fun thing to do. Oh, sure, sure. Um, uh, the shopkeepers there in Douglas, you don't, you don't need a special occasion to visit Douglas because they're always so much fun there. You always feel like that every day is a special occasion. Well, you and, know, you talked about um, visiting uh, pubs here. And if you get the weekend right, you can uh, partake in a gallery stroll which I always do, and I've been to every one of them. And you visit the galleries, and each of the galleries have wonderful things to eat and drink. And you just go one side and back up the other. Five different galleries with shops in between. Douglas is a great place to visit on those special weekends. It is, and Borrowed Time is a good place to warm up, that's for sure. They oh, have a yeah. great selection of wine there. Um, uh, but uh, uh, And then uh, Bistro 44, I've had her on the show. And that's one of the new restaurants there downtown. Uh, one of my favorite places in Douglas is, what I've got to say, probably my favorite pizza around the area is Back Alley. Dave over there, Back Alley, and the girls there. They mm. do such a great job there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, but then um, after the tree lighting ceremony, so uh, we decorated uh, the gazebo and uh, uh, spent time uh, decorating the tree with all of our ornaments. Boy, those big ornaments we've had for so many years, and, um, and they've still held up. And... Uh, and we also decorated with candy canes and boxed presents uh, 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 along the tree. And it, it, and it was so much fun. So we cleaned that up. And then the next morning, Saturday, yesterday, was Shop Small Saturday. And so we had a small event there where I set up a tent over by the information booth. I made hot chocolate. And Alec Pateliner from The Grow, he's one of our Sadaba board members, put together a special a special list from shops both in Douglas and Saugatuck with specials that they were offering. So we did a shout-out to shopkeepers to ask for them to be included um, in this insert that we put in the map that was handed out with free tote bags and hot chocolate. And So I went to Lake Vista. Tote to, bags? What yeah, did they say on those bags. tote bags? Yeah, they're gone. They're oh, all they're gone. gone. I know. I, I went, I actually went through them kind of quick. Um, wow. I was out there by 11, a little bit before 11. And, um, and, uh, I would say by about 2, 2.30, um, we kind of distributed everything. So, so, um, so yeah, it, it, it was uh, kind of a, a fun event. And I was so glad that it was done by 2.30 because by the time I packed up the tent and put everything away, it started getting drizzly. 
Yeah. And and uh, and we saw quite a few people shopping. I talked to Colleen uh, Kernergel from uh, the uh, uh, for the love of shoes, and uh, and several shopkeepers. I also talked to Good Goods, uh, the girls over there. They said, "Oh, we saw those bags all over town." So yeah, I love Good yeah. Goods. Hey, you know, I found a bag that said something about I love Sagatuck. I don't see that many tote bags, and really, who needs another tote bag? Right. But I need one that said, you know. I bought some Douglas gear because you can get that at City Hall. You can get a hat that says Douglas, and you get a decal for your car. Those are cool. I put them all over my friends' cars and and have a great time with that. So I'm looking for a tote bag that says Douglas, Shop Douglas, or oh. Galleries of Douglas, or something. You know, that's a good idea because they're going through this whole process of branding and wayfinding and right. how do you market the city? It's sure. really kind of interesting what's what's going on over there. Sure. But so glad you had a great time with those tote bags here. They're all gone. <laughs> we had um, a listed. On the uh, specials, we had uh, several shops in um, uh, in Douglas, like uh, Pet Shore Pet Boutique, Lake Shore Pet Boutique. Randy over there at Lake Shore, she was on the on the list as well as um, uh, Mr. Miller's Emporium, and he was also on the list as well. And uh, and had a lot of fun. Now, so I went to Super Value after you know I got I had all the stuff to make hot chocolate. Now, when I make hot chocolate, I use whole milk. And I use, you know, I also use uh, Hershey's and a, a blend of Hershey's and Nestle's uh, chocolate. And um, and uh, the girls went nuts over it. And and so some people would come up to the booth and they'd be like, would you like some hot chocolate? They would kind of debate because they thought, oh, hot chocolate. But no, you've got to have this hot chocolate. And they had it. It was wonderful. Um you know, we we call it Tafts, we call it Demands, but it's actually Super Value, and now it's called Lake Vista Super Value. They were out of the regular whipped cream, and so I got uh, peppermint whipped cream. I'd never seen anything like that. Funny, before. we must have been the same day. I was yeah. looking for ready whip uh, out of the yeah, can, right? right? I was looking for that, and they only had peppermint, so I got peppermint. But I did get one percent milk. I think it tastes about the same, except in a latte, you really want to get at least two percent in a latte. <laughs> honest to Pete. So some things work well, and I bet your hot chocolate was delicious if you got whole milk. Oh my god. <laughs> So if you're going to go and get a bunch of calories, do, yeah. it, do it well. Well, I make sure I tell everybody that way because some folks, you know, they don't, they don't want all that fat. But that's where the – to me, that's where the flavor is. <laughs> um, but um, uh, they also had uh, uh, pumpkin – did you see that? I saw pumpkin. that. I know like, it's a choice between like, pumpkin and, and I peppermint. I thought, well, mm, peppermint and chocolate, mm, I think that'll work. Pumpkin out. is over, people. Yeah. Okay, we're done with pumpkin. Okay. I put all the pumpkins out on my front step, <laughs> let the deer have them, chop them up, and everybody have a bite to eat outside. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Patty Beckin, uh, she, she likes to collect all those pumpkins that we decorate with every year, so I make sure I don't put glitter on all of them yeah, so, that yeah. she can, so that she can feed the deer as well. So Hey, you know, we had a little uh, uh, fun at our church. Uh, Mary Jo Lemansky brought in... Uh, a bunch of pumpkins and we painted them and had these are adults not kids these are adults and we painted them we had a blast they were so pretty oh i didn't see that now what church is that uh douglas united church of christ it's oh, yeah. just a really dynamic wonderful place to visit back to uh, super value dumont's lake vista <laughs> <laughs> Taps. Taps. there are so many uh, so many uh, you know, locals here what yeah. i always need when i decorate a tree is some eggnog Oh yeah. Talk about once a year thing and it's fun to look forward to because mm -hmm. you don't get it all year round and right. sometimes they run out but I always have to have a little eggnog when I decorate the tree and they mm -hmm. had it so I was really happy to find that. Oh good. Now they had it it's pre-made, right? So you know, some people make their own. Oh. I you use eggs to make it. 
it, you I do not want to know the calories per cup. <laughs> right. But it is so delicious, of course. I love it. Now, do you drink it just as it is, or do you add any um, spice to it? Depends on the time of day. I could always add a little brandy to it and top it off with a little nutmeg. Now, you want to make sure you mm. don't get too much brandy in it because the flavor of the eggnog is really what's delightful. Right, so, right. Yeah, that right. always helps the cheer of the holidays. Put on some music. Yeah. Drink a little eggnog, decorate the tree. Yeah. It's great and, fun. Yeah, and yeah, too much, too much of the uh, uh, the uh, whiskey there would uh, would uh, imagine. You might find ornaments in odd places. <laughs> right, exactly. How did that get there? No, I get that. Yeah, like um, uh, yeah, so I'm getting ready to decorate for Christmas as well. Um, so um, I had you on, and and uh, I've had you on the show before, but I'm thrilled to have you as a co-host, and um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your role. You're the president of the Saugatuck Douglas Art Club, right? That is correct. Now, that's that's the job they give people that are new in town. I, you're right about that. Now, um, now, uh, Betsy, where are you originally from? You didn't grow up here like so many of us. You know, we all love this town and most of us that live here full time are transplants. Now, where are you from? Well, um, I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. So you got a, a California native here. And then I traveled abound a bit, and then I ended up in the San Francisco area, where mm-hmm. I lived for the next, I mean, most of my life. Back, back when you could afford to live in San Francisco. Oh, lucky us. <laughs> lucky us. You know, they say, yeah, well. And um, then uh, my partner, if 23, four years, she's listening, and I'll hear about this, um, is from Muskegon. So oh. when we looked to retire, we said, this is a nice place, and it's a lot less hectic and uh, like California is another boomtown. The place right. is packed, and it's a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were looking for a little slower pace, and yet the sophistication of a city. So voila, this little oasis in the in the world is a wonderful place. And to be able to go to swim, I like to swim in the waves out in the uh, lake every summer. Have yes. a great time out there. So yes. yeah, we've been here about three and a half years. That's why I call myself a newcomer. And right. I'm not third or fourth generation. Right. Um, so it's uh, it's. It's been a delightful, very friendly town, mm-hmm. and uh, good, good. Lots of things to do. Lots of things to keep you interested, oh, including the art club. Yeah, yeah. Now, tell me more about that. Now, that's that's one thing that I joined this year for the first time was the Saugatuck Douglas Art Club, and I haven't really done anything. I know Krista Wise just had a wonderful get together that she does every year at her house, and she's a member and kind of like a like a social get together thing. I really wanted to go, but you know, we're working really hard on the Christmas Carol play with Steve Williford. So, hey, yes, I'm. I've already got my tickets for that. Thank you very much. Oh, good. And we'll talk I about did, details with we'll that talk later. About that. That, but yeah. our friend Jim Kern, for also from our church, is going to be in that. Yes, now. he's yeah. our he's our narrator. He's your narrator. Yeah, I, know. I think it's he's... a great talent to have there. I think I look yeah. forward to seeing. Are you still the lead guy? Do no, you... I'm not. That now, oh, okay. Bob Cratchit is not the lead. And oh, now, right. now Steve is probably listening right now, and you you don't want to steal his thunder because Scrooge is the lead here. This is his show. Okay. I guess I just remember your smiley face at the beginning of the <laughs> stage with your stage presence. But um, Krista, we did the Back to the Art Club. We had yeah. a picnic, and it was great fun. Now, there's certain things. You don't need to be a member. Let me just make this really clear. Anybody can come to our programs. There's oh. no fee. There's no requirement. You don't even need to have any artistic skill at all. Just come and play and have fun. Uh-huh. So we do have some special events that are for members to make it worth your while to spend $25. 
a measly $25. Or, you know, if you can't, I, we'll put you in no matter what if you want to come to one of our special events. But um, so we have some throughout the year, like the picnic and the upcoming holiday party. So uh, that's what we're doing. Um, but the art club, you know, is really a, a fun place to be. Uh-huh. And we have uh, concluded our, our regular programs, and we have our schedule for next year already. If, oh, wow. If you would like. You girls are on top of it. Oh, yeah. I want to I know more about the schedule for next year. Now let's talk about, uh, real quick, uh, um, at $25, and that's for the whole year, right? Membership is $25 a year. It, wow. Exactly. And you can come, and some of our programs are like hands-on. We had Ruth Crow with all her acoustic equipment. Oh, she's we, great. Yeah. We had um, Honor Lee with some of her materials and mm-hmm. another woman. And so it was really, really fun. And we meet at the uh, – well, last year we met at the library with a wonderful space, and Ingrid and the gang are just really cooperative because, you know, you get a new place and you bring somebody in with hot wax, you worry about the floor. But <laughs> we all did it. Everybody did a good job there. So hot wax, is that like – Batik? Is that what you were doing? Don't ask me. I don't really know. I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of like Batik, I guess. Um, But But the technique that she used. I never had fine art training. I am. I am a a self-taught artist, and I'm looking for teachers. That's how I am. I'm a novice, right? Yeah. Um, Now, um, uh, you guys facilitate two major art fairs in this town every year that bring uh, thousands of people to town. Um, uh, the one at the uh, beginning of July is usually around July 4th, that weekend, that Saturday. And, um, and uh, that's called the um, now, there's Invit- Waterfront Invitational. Waterfront Invitational is the first one, right? And right. that's the beginning of July. And that's a huge event. Um, used to be over at Cook's Park, but you girls moved it over here where I think it's much better suited here at the Village Square. Now, a lot of people don't know what the Village Square is, uh, but that's over where the restrooms are on Butler, on the 300 block of Butler, and then across from the um, uh, the Kids Park there. Uh, for a lot the- of technical reasons, it made it a lot easier to work there. Sure. A lot easier for the vendors. And we do have a lot of vendors, and they're all juried and selected to come in. Now, that those two events, you know, the art club's been around since 1953, with the mission to raise money, scholarships for uh, seniors at our high school to go on to continuing in their uh, um, artistic um, education at mm-hmm. an accredited college. So we raise this money and hand it out to seniors that are going on uh, to help them in their education. It's been a great, a great thing. Probably, I don't know, half a quarter million to half a million has been raised since 1953 to help students here from Saugatuck. Wow, that's really cool. And then at the end of the month is our other uh, village uh, arts crafts fair. Right, and, and that usually runs on Venetian weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Um, and and uh, and uh, that one's that one's a little bit more fun, more casual, right? Well, or, there's a little more. What's yeah. the difference between the two? <laughs> Well, it's um, there are. Isn't the waterfront? Isn't that a little bit more fine it's supposed, art? It's supposed to be a little more fine arty, uh-huh. a little more higher end, higher if you end, will. Yeah. But I don't like to use that phrase because I think all art is wonderful. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I'm. Uh, we have are fortunate to have Bonnie Lowe and her family um, to produce that for us. Mm-hmm. And boy, that's that's a lot of work, and it produces such a good result. And they're fun to go to, fun to look at, and we promote local. Um, galleries while we're there we have a handout to say if you'd like to see more come visit our local galleries so yeah we're all ready to go with those we were so glad to have them back you know we didn't do it the year before a lot of artists got hurt but 
they didn't make things or they couldn't show. So it's been good for the local craftsperson to get back and going. Um, Betsy, the um, Saugatuck Douglas Art Club, you said that you've already been working on 2022 programming. Tell us what's coming up. Well, yeah. You know, to put it simply, if you ever wanted to work with clay, you can do that. Um, basically, January, February, March, we're going to be working on a, a kind of a project together with whoever wants to come and be a part of it with clay with daniel hannah over at the high school oh i like clay yeah come and play with clay i think so. i'm gonna do that <laughs> i do because i am getting a little break um this winter from my sadaba duties so great, great. um uh, so i'll get, have I'll get have to work with her time. and she'll help create kind of a group project you take some home play with it bring it back learn about glazing get it fired and there you go you've got a a piece of art. So come, we look forward to seeing I have, it. I almost want to get up right now because I think it's in this dresser over here. I have a piece of clay that, um, that, that I made and it's, it's got a little handle on it and I made it back in fourth grade. Was it fourth grade? And, um, and, uh, I still have this, this little thing. Oh, CJ grabbed it for me. That's funny that I knew exactly where this was. It now, means a lot to you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, now when I was in, um, elementary school on the east side of the state, F.W. Ritter, uh, was, uh, a, a big clay maker and he was actually the founder of our elementary school and they had a clay factory there and his granddaughter was in my class. And so they would bring the clay. And this is my prized possession here, one of my Christmas prized possessions made out of clay. You know, I just have to tell everybody, I, this is a beautiful little piece here. How old were you when you did that? Well, it would be fourth grade. It was uh, uh, Mrs. Smith uh, was my teacher back then. Aren't um, those experiences when you're a young person of success at something new, aren't they wonderful? Yeah. I, I think art teachers really have both a challenge and a great opportunity because you never know what's going to stick with the kid. But look at this. Your art teacher would love to know that you still value this little piece. And oh, my gosh. Remember, I treasure this yeah, more than anything. Just, um, I wonder, everybody, you know, it would be wonderful. I often wondered about having people call in or email you to let you know that they're listening and where they're from and to get a feedback on the broad range. You don't know who's listening, do you? I don't. All I know is that when, it, like I said, like that, especially this weekend, yeah, people come up yeah. to me that I've never met. Yeah. Oh, Gregory! I bet there's a uh, lot of stories out there about little art projects people did back in the day. You know? I bet that there would are. Be great. I bet that. Hey, if you've got an art project, why don't you go to our Facebook page and share a picture oh, if you're listening idea. and share a picture of your art project. Great. If you have anything like that, that's kind of a fun idea. Um, more events coming up. Yes, so more we're events. playing with clay in January, February, and March, and then in addition to our open studio that happens on Wednesday. So you see, we're trying to. Uh, Besides all the scholarships we raise, we're undergoing kind of a, um, a strategic planning process, thanks to Ann Corlett, Teresa O'Brien, and Jamina Petroselli, who are heading this off. We have a great board, I just have to say, and I want to give them all a shout-out, mm -hmm. and I'd like to list their names in a few minutes. But sure can. Um, we're trying to do a lot of things, both raise money for the kids and provide some sort of support for artists of all levels, which includes you and me. Um, people who've had fine art degrees and training and who've left it, people who are professional artists. So there's a lot of different needs. In addition, we have painters and sculptors and weavers and fabric artists. This place is loaded with artists. And every now and then they like to get together and do things. And mm. it really helps that creative spirit, gets that piece going. Same for you and me. We get <clears throat> being around artists yeah. produces more art. Oh, sure. Know? So yeah. it's great. Now, the, um, essentially, in uh, April, May, and June, we're going to be doing something very different, and I have to read it to you to explain yeah, it. Of course. Um, 
It's called um, Tableau Vivant, the French for living picture in a static scene containing one or more actors or models. Participants are stationary and silent, usually in costume, carefully posed with props and or scenery and maybe theatrically lit and then photographed. We're getting Scott Sullivan oh, to like photograph these, these creations that uh-huh. m- people will per- put together. Yeah. And then the pictures are going to be uh, put up at the library. Oh, so you'll fun. be able to see people you know in these costumes looking like you know, some famous uh, painting. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at CJ right now. He's going to be my subject. I'm going to find a famous painting. And we're going to recreate it. Oh, okay, CJ, that's great. <laughs> so that, that's a project that we're I'll doing. I'll find him a costume, and we'll, we'll, we'll get him all set. Look, Crystal Wise knows a lot about this. She Think a, Picasso. Okay. <laughs> take, take, her to him, take him to her, and uh, she can probably pick pick out a yeah beautiful yeah. thing that sounds hey, like a I'll lot of fun i'll just give another shout out in uh-huh. in um we have real quick because we got to go to break oh but break. we'll be back, we'll so, be back. But, yeah but, but not good. yet not yet go ahead okay we, well, we, got we have just one a... program while the clay's going uh-huh. on because it takes a while we also continue with other programming mm-hmm. so Teresa o'brien is going to do something in february and um she refers to artist paul clee that said a drawing is simply a line going for a walk and she's going to lead members through the finer points of learning to draw. We are thrilled to have so much talent on our board. Yeah, yeah, we really are. We really are. Um, you know, and, you know, it's already 730. We could just talk all, all day long. But, you know, we'll be back right after this break. We're going to take a little station identification. Um, and then we're going to take a little break. Um, we'll be back to talk more with Betsy York. We're going to get a little bit more caught up with what um, the Art Club, the Sagatuck Douglas Art Club is doing. We're also going to get caught up with events coming up this week. We've got lots of stuff going on. Christmas is in the air. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Lake Shore, 92.7 The Van and 92.7thevan.com with Gregory Muncy. Stay tuned. We've still got Russ Gardner coming on. We've got Jan- John Vanderbeek coming on. This is a great show, packed with locals. Find out everything going on in the Saugatuck Douglas area. Grab another cup of coffee. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back, wakey, wakey, happy Sunday, fun day. This is Gregory Muncy here with my special co-host, Betsy York, here on Saga Tech on Sunday. We do it live from 7 to 9 a.m. here in Studio B, high above land. Sharks here. We're watching, hopefully watching the sun come up over the hill. It's certainly winter is in the air, and uh, and we're so glad that you tuned in to listen to us this morning. Hey, I've got lots of news, lots of things I want to cover, but I want to remind you or let you know and, and help yourself here, Betsy, if you'd like. We've got fresh baked cookies that Judge Bill Bellargian made in honor of Happy Galligan Day. Bill Galligan, who passed away, good friend of ours, um, and, uh, and uh, he dropped these off yesterday. And uh, don't they look good? They do. They remind me my mother didn't cook much, but every holiday she'd bring out the little cutter and we'd cut the cookies and baste them with, I don't know, eggs and then put sprinkles on them. It was so much fun. I wonder where that recipe went. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah, he made these, uh, these cookies himself. So now we get to judge his baking. We get to judge the judge's baking. So, you know. 
don't be honest, you know, no holds barred, you know. So um, let me know. Is it? Is it? Oh, she's rolling her eyes. I don't, a little dry. Is it? Oh, uh oh. No, <laughs> she's kidding. Oh, it's sweet and tasty. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm. Oh, I eat one too. Um, <laughs> mouthful while I'm on radio. Isn't that good? Hey, well, it's a team 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 effort here. I'll sip and eat. You sip and eat. <laughs> you know, uh, I just have to tell the viewers that mm-hmm. you are excited. In your voice, as you do look, you look as excited as your voice. It's the viewers, matching. yeah, the, the viewers. Yeah, tell the are tell people all viewing. The viewers. You mean our listeners? <laughs> I mean for the for the listeners. I'll, right. I'll paint you a picture. Yeah, uh, uh, the uh, I want to tell people a couple of local things going on real quick. I want to get caught up with you before we bring Russ on, uh, Russ Gardner, and uh, the Butler Street Sewer Dig is to begin. Uh, right, they're going to wait till after the parade. And uh, for a short while, we're going to have uh, Butler Street will be closed um, from Hoffman all the way here to the uh, park here. Would that be Mary Street or Main Street? Um, and uh, they'll be uh, uh, digging it up and uh, replacing the sewer there. Um, uh, quite quite the project going on. Um, they'll be removing the asphalt pavement between Hoffman and the north side of 325 Butler Street. So. Our guests and myself, we're going to have to find another place to park for a short time. Um, and uh, so they'll start the work here uh, uh, on December 6th. It'll last approximately two weeks, of course, weather dependent. And uh, the City Public Works Department will um, uh, will uh, uh, maintain the butler, the plowing, the filling, potholes, etc. over the winter. It uh, won't be striped for parking or anything uh, yet until the work in the spring resumes. And so in spring, they'll resume their work after that two-week uh, close down. And uh, well, they'll be removing asphalt millings and grading the great gravel and, uh, and putting all the pavement markings and all that. So just so folks know that about two weeks, give or take a day or two, depending on weather, um, right after the Christmas parade on December 4th, they'll be working on Butler Street. So um, you'll want to park on one of the side streets and just walk over. So maybe Russ can fill us in on this, but I have to give credit to the Department of Public Works people that plan these things because imagine that they have to plan around the holidays. They have to plan around all of the festivities during the summer when if I was a DPW person, I'd rather be working. Yeah. But So these guys are going to go out there in December to start digging things up and so three cheers to them. And, yep. you know, as citizens, we're all elated that they are keeping our infrastructure going. That's real important because mm-hmm. we, we'd be a little inconvenienced and it'll last for decades. Mm-hmm. So They've been uh, cleaning up the leaves and removing debris in the area. And, you know, they've got big equipment, so sometimes it pulls that ground up a little bit, makes the roads a little bit dirty. But um, that's part of the process of, of cleaning up and putting things away. Um, uh, but uh, they also, uh, they worked really with me really well. I've worked with Bruce, the past EPW, uh, now Scott. Um, they, they were wonderful to work with to help with the tree lighting ceremony and make sure that we were all set up with everything that we needed there at the park. Um, even on, uh, on not, it wasn't really his day off, but he, uh, he had some things to do even while he was uh, visiting uh, uh, family at the hospital. Uh, he was still answering his phone when I had some questions during the day of the event. So Scott really goes the extra mile to uh, to, to make uh, this town beautiful and uh, to clean up and, and listen and respond uh, to, to, to everybody. Because he listens to everybody. He's got a million bosses. 
He's got everybody. He's got the city of Saugatuck, all of the residents telling him what to do. He's got city council telling him what to do. He's got event organizers like me trying to tell him what to do. Um, but so you know, he's got quite a plate. So. All the staff in all the cities, they could all use some help, and they could use some more staff. I hear. Um, yeah. I know the zoning administrators are flat out, and then we get this surge of three times as many people. It's just a really challenging project. So credit right. to all the people that pay, get paid to work in our cities and, to, of course, all the volunteers that and, yeah, and try this, to figure it out, too. The city of Zagatuck, they're already thinking about hiring for, you know, Oval Beach. I talked about that at our show. Was it last week or the week before they put out that they're already looking to hire for Oval Beach Patrol? Hey, wouldn't that be a job? You know, hanging out at Oval Beach, you know. Well, I'm you like, look like the kind of guy that's meant for that. You know, I, the yes, blonde hair. Yes, I think, yeah. yeah, maybe I'll apply for that. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, apply for that. Yeah, but uh, that's a lot of fun. We've got a lot of events coming up, and um, and uh, so I want to cover those. But uh, first, I want to I want to finish, you know, I want to make sure that you give a shout-out to everybody over there like you wanted to over at the Saugatuck Douglas Art Club because uh, those girls and, and everybody there involved – um, they do such a wonderful job uh, taking care of everything and running the organization and making these great programs. Well, I want to give a special shout-out to Sally Winters, who's really done a lot of good work in a number of organizations. She's our mm -hmm. webmaster, and her term ended uh, this year. She's going to continue as a webmaster, but uh, we have an opening on the board, and we're looking for somebody that might want to help support membership or do our PR. Um, they can talk to me. It's a fun group, and, you know, we are gals, but we're guys, too. That's right. And we're right. getting more and more guys in, and we'd love to have more guys in. We get a mm -hmm. little mix and flavor of the area. Yeah. Um, and just a shout-out to the other members of the board that I didn't mention, Priscilla Lynch, fabric, fabric artist, well-known fabric artist. Okay. Uh, I mentioned Bonnie Lowe. I mentioned Ann Corlett. We're delighted to have Ann on the board now. She's vice president. Judy Anthrop has been just a savior for us the last year and a half during COVID. She is just one of the very creative person, created the creative expressions every month so that somebody could come and say, what's my challenge for this month and they would she would give a history of an artist and she's now try painting in the style of Matisse or try painting in the style of Van Gogh. Mm -hmm. Really fun stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Chris Dwise I mentioned, Teresa O'Brien I mentioned, Paul Burdick. We we are close to the city of uh, Fenville and Glen and mm -hmm. Ganges and so he represents kind of that area down there. Paul's a great guy. Uh, we have Jamina Petroselli doing all of our graphic work. Cat um, Hoffman Actually, you know, I think under 40. So it's great to have somebody <laughs> well, of that generation. She's a wonderful uh, fabric artist. And uh, mm -hmm. because she couldn't find a house that was affordable for a younger person, she has to live in um, South Haven. So oh, okay. We appreciate the work well, she I'm does. I'm so sorry for her. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love South Haven. Yeah, South Haven's a great town. And then Sally. So so there you have it. We have a great crew. And um, I also want to just give a shout-out to one program that sure. we're doing that is – I took a art lesson from Don Stafford down at Peachtree Studio this yes. past summer. And she's friends with Jack Riddle, the poet. And, oh, fantastic. Let's put it together. So we have a program with both of them. Uh, the art, uh, the Jack and Dawn show on September 14th next year. We're going to be promoting that quite the a bit. The Jack and Dawn show. The Jack and Dawn oh, show. Oh, I'm going to have them on here. and yeah. art. That would be fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Uh, so there's all kinds of good shows coming up. We'll be posting flyers. We put things in the paper. We love the support from the commercial record. And mm -hmm. uh, 
it's it's going to be a fun time. We're yeah. having a great time. Yeah, I uh, like the new logo, the new look. You just sent me the new copy of right, the new logo. Right, right, And uh, very clean and smart looking. I really like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's nice to it's it's nice to see, uh, like you said, younger people stepping up to the. We've got new younger people in the Sadaba board, and they've taken on more responsibilities, and it's been wonderful to yep. see that young group come back because I was that young person back in 2007, 2008 when I first joined Sadaba. Well, you know, so there you go. You start a tradition in so your life. So long, you know, you're you're looking for the younger people to to come, and uh, and so it, it, that is nice to see. Uh, go ahead. Oh, just one other thing. We're up to about 120 members, and wow. so we're we're a pretty people have been liking what we've been doing, and we're open for feedback. Anything we, now's the time. Let us know. We can do planning down the road. So come and join us. You're all welcome. That's and we always have food and wine before each program. So oh, that's I mean, always good. You know that we are in Saugatuck, Douglas. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, talk about uh, uh, events. We've got so many events going on this weekend. I, I want to get through some of these uh, before we get Russ on. Um, we've got, uh, you know, the Saturday, December 4th, bring your family and friends for an entire day of holiday cheer. It's the annual Hootville Christmas Parade, and it starts at 1 p.m. Uh, lineup is at 1230 at Wicks Park here on Water Street. Uh, that's uh, we're next to the Mermaid Restaurant parking lot over there. And, uh, and, uh, and you'll want to line up to participate in the Hootville Parade. Everyone's encouraged to wear festive Hootville and or Christmas attire and join in the parade. Uh, it starts at 1 p.m. Um, the parade route starts on Water Street at Wicks Park and travels south. Turning left on Butler uh, Street proceeds north to the post office on Butler Street and then left on Mary Street, left onto Water Street, ending at Wicks Park. Now, we changed that parade route back in 2019 to include all of our wonderful shops and restaurants on Water Street. Because it used to just go down that small part of Culver and then Butler and then end right there at, uh, used to end at the uh, park. Um, so now we go further. We go down to the post office. So that includes uh, the old post office stores like the Butler Pantry, uh, the Book Nook, and those stores. It turns left there and, it, and, it, and then, uh, then left again at Wicks Park Bar and Grill. So now uh, Coral Gables, uh, Lucia's World Emporium, all of our wonderful shops on Water Street, the Beach House, and all those great stores are, are included in the parade fund. So um, it's a little bit longer, but it does include uh, more of the downtown district. And that'll be this Saturday, December 4th uh, at 1 p.m. I've been uh, talking to the uh, Peppermint Brigade, the girls there. Uh, we've got uh, the uh, Holly Engel is leading the girls this year. Uh, and uh, now, now, who are they? They're a bunch of girls at every year. You'll have, to, you'll have to see them in the parade. And they do their special little dances throughout. Um, they kind of, um, they're kind of like the girl version of the shovel brigade, I kind of call it. And, and they, they have to be separated. In I'm the letting parade. you get away with this, but how old are these women? Uh, that, all ages. Okay. No, really. Holly, it, Holly Engel is the, is the, uh, uh, daughter-in-law of Liz Engel who used to head that. So now Holly has taken on the torch, uh, to head the, uh, peppermint, Girls. So, excellent, excellent. Yeah, so, so looking forward to that. Um, uh, Bill Lefley, I saw him over at the tree lighting ceremony. Um, they're working on this really cool float, and he, he wouldn't tell me anything else about it other than it's spectacular. 
Um, he kind of gave me a hint about music, so I, I think there might be a live band on it or something. I don't know. Don't quote me. So we're excited to have a float in the parade this year. Of course, we'll have the Inner Urban. We'll have the Fire Department, and the DPW will be included as well. Um, and you then know if- how Macy's has those big blow-ups? And you know how there's the Mackinac, Mac, Mackinac, Mackinac, Mackinac. Mac, yeah. bridge run, and we yeah. do it over our little bridge? Mm-hmm. And you know how we have a big blow-up ghost, the uh, pumpkin, the pumpkin king? Oh, yeah. I think we need a big blow-up of oh, uh, that's a good something idea. for the parade here for our little mini version. Oh, you know, you're we right. We get to copy uh, and have some fun with that. You're right. We should think of something reindeer, for next year. Maybe a big reindeer so it's... Well, that's even a little Christian oriented. Maybe a big uh, tree. I mean, they're all Christian symbols, but yeah. something. Big snowflake? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, 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 the Christmas tree, uh, that came from uh, uh, Pagan, um, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the solstice, winter solstice. That's right, it did. Maybe that and, would work. And, and was, was, has been included um, in the uh, Christmas holiday. But we digress. Yeah, right, right. And so you'll want to join the parade. Of course, we'll also have the candy cane game. So um, I'll be talking to all the merchants this week. Handing out candy canes. The candy cane game is where you go into uh, all of our merchants and you look for a candy cane that's hidden in the store. It's got a letter attached to it. You unscramble the letters and you'll win $100 in Sadaba bucks. And Sadaba bucks are just like cash at most of the businesses here in the Saugatuck Douglas area. Not all of them, but most of them. And um, and so, so that'll be a lot of fun as well. On that same day... We're also going to have um, uh, uh, the uh, Holiday Pub Crawl benefiting Operation Hope for Allegan Youth. We had April Gundian the other day from Encompass Wellness the other day. It was, what, two weeks ago, really, um, was on. And she talked about where um, they, they – you ever, you ever see on, on that weekend these people running around town with these ugly sweaters and they're all, all a part of a group and you're like, what are they doing? Well, they're actually raising money for the Operation Hope of Allegan Youth. Now, they, 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 um, they use these funds to help enrich uh, programs for young people that can't afford pro- uh, programming like uh, musical instruments or, or classes and things like that to enrich uh, their education. Um, so what they'll meet at uh, for the pub crawl, to get involved in the pub crawl, you'll want to meet at Wicks Park Bar and Grill between 145 and 230 to register. You can register as an individual or a team of up to four. Um, teams will race or crawl from bar to bar, searching for the elves that are placed at five bars around town. Now, they're not going to tell you where the elves are so that you stop at all the pubs. And, um, and each of the five elves are waiting to give you a task. The crawl ends once your team finds the five elves, completes the five tasks, and arrives back at Wicks Park. Cash prizes for the best, ugliest holiday outfit and and uh, one lucky team. There will be raffle items, prizes, and, and lots of fun. It's $10 uh, uh, per person at the door to participate. Um, questions, uh, you've got, uh, you have any questions for the event, just email April Gundy there at encompasswellness1 at gmail.com. That's encompasswellness, the number one, at gmail.com. You can also call her or text her at 231-878-8566. So I found her phone number there at the sandbar there on the, on the wall there. So, um, <laughs> um, uh, so what I want to tell you about that as well. And then finally, I had some folks uh, uh, that uh, I met for Small Business Saturday, and they came on. 
And I uh, wanted to remind everybody, they were, they were happy to find out about what was going on at the Felt Mansion. They'd never known that the Felt Mansion does Winterfest every year. And so Winterfest is back, and uh, they've decorated the historic Felt estate that's over there at the uh, Saugatuck Dunes State Park. <coughs> Excuse me. I shouldn't be drinking coffee while I'm talking. Um, the holidays, um, uh, they, they've got uh, over 20 Christmas trees, the mantles, the staircases, and the doors, and everything is adorned with garlands and wreaths, and over 5,000 Christmas lights and candles throughout. Um, they, uh, on December 4th, so after the parade, uh, their Winterfest is a free event uh, for family fun. Uh, this year, Winterfest is from 2 to 4 p.m. Doors open at 2, and it'll feature Santa and Mrs. Claus, uh, allowing for a quick photo op, uh, cupcakes, uh, ma- cupcakes. Mm-hmm. You like cupcakes, don't you? I do. Yeah. Um, a mansion scavenger hunt, horse and wagon rides throughout the park, and face painting with La La Land face painters, and that is sponsored by the Lake Town Township Parks. That's a really fun event. After you bring the kids here for the parade, go there and check out and visit with Santa. Um, they're not serving a full lunch this year like they usually do, hence the cupcake. So, for more information, if you want to find out what's going on at the Felt Mansion, they've got lots of events going on as well, go to feltmansion.org. That's .org. Um, Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You know, um, it's time uh, to get that disco ball down, because I want to introduce our next guest. Our next guest here. Uh, Russ Gardner is here, and he's in the studio, and he's working. Wow, look at him go. But, wow, he really has the dance moves. I'm here for the cookies. <laughs> He's here for good. Here you go. Bill Belargian, our, our wonderful neighbor. judge and alligator. That's your name? Yeah, a man of many talents. Uh, he sure is. Um, uh, Russ, Russ Gardner, welcome to the show. Thank you, Gregory. I want to thank you for helping to make the magic there on top of Mount Baldhead on uh, Friday for the tree lighting ceremony. Uh, the elves did that. Of course. Well, that, right. But, I mean, I know that you had a special connection. So, that you know, I I, thanks for reaching out to them. You're I appreciate welcome. them. Uh, Russ Gardner, you're a former mayor and elected member of the Saugatuck City Council member. Welcome yes. Back. Now, Russ, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Saugatuck. Born oh, and raised here. He's a local. I'm a he's local. He's really a local. Fourth generation resident. My daughter's the fifth generation. Wow. And um, I left uh, Saugatuck in about 19, or no, 2000 to, um, uh, I'd met a woman here mm-hmm. uh, at Phil's, actually. Oh, was global course. back then. And, yeah. and uh, went down to Chicago and went down there for 20 years, got married, had a daughter, and we decided to move back up here. We kept our house down on Spear Street mm-hmm. and moved back here in 2019. Uh-huh. Just, well, actually, early 2020, just as the pandemic hit. And mm-hmm. um, I'm back. Uh, your wife, uh, Jennifer, right? Correct. Um, I got to meet her. Uh, she yes. is uh, participating. Uh, she's uh, playing Mrs. Cratchit yes. in, the, uh, in, in, in the play. And she's uh, listening this morning as well. Uh, well, hey, Jennifer, how are you? Are you uh, memorizing your lines? Um, so her and I were talking about that. Uh, we're working hard on memorizing our lines. We, you know, when you're an adult, you've got a million things to do. You know, you, you really have to take the time to, to figure that out. And uh, so we're, we're kind of struggling. <laughs> right now. Um, I, I think I have the script memorized now. Uh-huh. Right, right. You probably do. Um, Russ, so, now what made you want to come back um, uh, city council? What I mean, You had served before and you came yes. back. And, uh, and what made you want to come back? Well, it goes back a long way. My um, great-grandmother was um, 
village clerk mm-hmm. uh, for a number of years back in the day, Charlotte, um, Charlotte Brown. And um, Lottie Brown is how she was known. And my dad mm-hmm. served on council and for a number of years. And so it's in my DNA. Right. Um, it's, it's just something that I grew up with. And um, I am not a person to sit on the sidelines. I'm not good at um, watching and observing. I like to be in the midst of it all. I like to contribute. Mm-hmm. And I think I have a unique perspective on the town and the operations of the city. And, and, and um, Betsy spoke very well. Thank you very much for the compliments about the city staff. I, I would agree completely. They do a lot of work. Um, they have a lot of people that they need to answer to, and, and it's a very difficult job, and, and I think I can help make that job easier for them mm-hmm. on council and work with Ryan nice. Heiss, the new city manager, uh-huh. as well as the other council members, and, and um, make a difference. I've had just about all of them on the show. I've had Ryan on the show. Um, uh, last week I had Garnet on the show, and um, uh, I'd, I'd like to have everybody uh, 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 you know, from the city council on here. Um, and uh, Now, it's got to be quite a challenge um, to, you know, live in a town that you really love, yet still serve as a council member. Because, you know, not every decision that you guys make are, you know, are accepted by everybody. Mm-hmm. I, so, you know, so how you? It's got to be really hard to play that to to to, to walk on that that narrow line of 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 not, you know. Uh, Trying to find that happy middle for people, you know what I mean. Um, trying to find that that medium, and when you're coming to a solution or whatever. Um, so, so, do you ever find that you run into somebody like when you not not now because you're new still, but you ever you, you ever run into somebody that, and and you're just you just want to go out and have something to eat or whatever, and then here they come with issues. You know, uh, about, you know, about the city or about, oh, there's trailers on the water or there's, you know, whatever they are. Um, d- 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 doesn't that get to you? Wouldn't that get to you? Sometimes? No, no, it never has. Mm-hmm. Never before when I was on council. And again, my tenure right now has only been a month. Right. But it, that has never happened. People use the opportunity to come up and people are always respectful. I've never had a situation where someone has not been respectful. But people will come up and they will either show me something on their phone, a picture that they've taken, or they'll relate an issue. And that's important. I should be available for them to feel comfortable to come up and say something, whether it's positive. Most 99% of the time, it's something very positive. But mm-hmm. for the times that it's negative, that's my role is to be able to take that back to the city staff, if appropriate, and get their issue addressed. Right. You know, Russ, that's a great attitude to have with that kind of job. And it's one I learned kind of the hard way. I was a church business administrator back in California for six years. And people want to talk to you on Sunday morning. And if you're looking for a spiritual experience of sitting there in the <laughs> pew, it doesn't happen. So I had to switch and say, this is a time of a spiritual encounter. This is a time of meeting somebody with their care and receiving their care and giving listening and mm-hmm. care back. Sounds like you do that. Sounds great. Well, the reason I ask that is because I've been uh, uh, on board with Sadaba for many years, administrator for many years. And when I walk out front, of my own place here, I get bombarded by all these shopkeepers about oh, Gregory, Gregory, when's the next event? Or what, what, what do we do about this? Or blah, 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 blah. Or, or you didn't advertise where you should have. Or, or why I send you-, you three emails and Gregory, where are you? <laughs> where are you? Right. So, you know, um, you know, so that's why, that's why I asked that because sometimes I, I mean myself, I'm like, leave me alone. I just want to have a meal. <laughs> and frankly, what I tell people is, when you run for city council, especially in a small town like Saugatuck, which is very unique, it is unlike any other small town of its size, right. 
I've always called it a small town with big city problems because of the influx of people and so forth. But if you don't, if if you don't run with the assumption that you're going to get that type of feedback on a constant basis, you shouldn't run. Right. Because that's part of the role. And more importantly, the reason why I enjoy it is because I can walk out of City Hall. Someone may be standing there saying, Gardner, that was a boneheaded decision. What in the heck were you thinking? Yeah. Uh-huh. That feedback's important because that does keep me grounded. Sure. Otherwise, you can get a little sense of it, you know. Yeah, right. Just, Everybody's got a little ego. If you run for, I mean, it's it's you need you it. don't run for something like this unless you have a little bit of ego. Sure, people help keep that in check for me. Right, with right. That feedback. Well, that, that's that's really cool. Um, I'm so glad to have you on the show, and um, and we're getting ready here for a little station break. But I want to keep you on, and I want to talk a little bit more about uh, about you and mm-hmm. about some of the things that you're doing uh, to the radar. Yes. Uh, up there on Love top to. of Mount Baldhead, and uh, want to keep you on the show. But I also want, real quick, before we go to break, because you know I was going through events and stuff, and I and I want to remind everybody we were talking on and off about the Christmas Carol play, and I want to let folks know, you know, how they can get tickets and stuff. Uh, now the play that we've done, this will be thirty five, thirty. Is this a thirty fifth year for a Christmas Carol? And uh, uh, Steve Williford has been the uh, Scrooge for the uh, most part of that. For over 30 years, I know. Um, and uh, so he facilitates that. We'll have eight in-person performances this year. Show times are December 10th, 8 p.m. December 11th, we'll have a matinee at 2 and then an 8 p.m. show. And then on Sunday, December 12th, it's 7 p.m. So we'll repeat that the following weekend, December 17th at 8 p.m., December 18th, that Saturday, another matinee at 2 and then an 8 o'clock showing. And then uh, finally, uh, December 19th, that'll be that Sunday at 7 p.m. Now, tickets are selling fast because uh, people love going to it. Um, and we also cut down the audience by about half because we're using the Saugatuck Women's Club. It's a beautiful venue. It's a perfect venue for that, that cute little stage. You know, it kind of takes you back in time a little bit, the architecture in there. Um, but uh, we want to be safe. And so we, we took the, um, we had meetings before and we decided that would be the best route to go. So, um, you'll want to get your tickets now. You'll get tickets online at Saugatuck Christmas Carol, um, Ludus.com. So, Saugatuck Christmas Carol dot Ludus, that's L-U-D-U-S dot com. Um, you'll want to get them. Like I said, uh, they are selling quick. We're going to take a little break here, and uh, we're going to get back here with uh, Russ Gardner. We're going to find out all the great things he's done um, to inspire the restoration of the ray there on top of Mount Baldhead. We'll also talk to John Vanderbeek. He's in the house and uh, from the Tri-Community Trail Master Plan, and we'll find out what's going on with him. I'm excited to have him on the show as well. And uh, I want you to grab another cup of coffee and, and listen, look at the sun is kind of trying to poke out of that cloud up there. Uh, grab another cup of coffee. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Lake Shores, 92.7 The Van and 92.7thevan.com. This is Gregory Muncy with my co-host Betsy York. We'll be right back after these messages. leaves go look at all those leaves fly around we still have 
still have leaves. The city picked up quite a few, but they're still flying around here. We're looking down Butler Street, high above land sharks here in beautiful downtown Saugatuck. You're listening to Gregory Muncy and my special co-host, Betsy York from the Saugatuck Douglas Art Club. We're here with Russ Gardner here on Saugatuck on Sunday. We do this live every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Welcome back to the show, Russ. Thank you. Had to keep you over that break. I want to learn more about what you're doing. And uh, what you've done in our area. Now, so you, you moved back in 2019. We were talking about where you're the uh, Saugatuck City Councilman, if you're mm-hmm. just tuning in. And uh, you were the former mayor. How, how was, now, what's the difference between being a mayor and just serving on council? What's the difference? What's the difference? About 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think an extra $150 a year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, the wow. charter provides that the mayor gets an uh-huh. additional $150 a year above the stipend that we receive for meetings. Now, what's the so stipend? What's the stipend per I meeting? I think it's $35 a meeting, maybe. Wow. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So that was set back by charter back in the sure. 70s when it was, when it was first um, uh, written. But anyway, the difference is, is that the mayor is elected from within the council. Mm-hmm. And it's a one-year term, okay. and that literally the mayor is the figurehead for the city, is the representative for the city council. Right. Does not ex- it does not extend any additional powers to the mayor's position. They are still one council member among seven. Okay, they lead the meetings. They help set the agenda with the city manager, uh-huh. and um, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a figurehead, but that's that's probably the best way to describe it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so um, now a lot of people don't know that the they, mayor is not. They can also marry people. That's the other key difference. Oh, that's right. So mm-hmm. only while you're a mayor, you Correct. have the honorary. Um, uh, but only as as mayor. Correct. So, oh, that's interesting. Yes. Um, so, um, but uh, as as a mayor, of course, you get to uh, do things like the tree lighting ceremony. I know when we do grand openings for our businesses, our mm-hmm. mayors over the years help out with those as well. So yeah, you are kind of a figurehead. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, as a as a as the mayor, um, which uh, the, now the pro tem is trying to my head's fuzzy right now. The pro the pro tem is Scott right now. Correct, right? Scott Dean. Scott Dean, mm-hmm. and a lot of folks don't know that you don't vote for our mayor. The mayor is not a voted position by the people; it's voted by the council. Correct. Who are voted by the people? Correct. So why is that? That was set up by the city charter again back in the 70s. Prior to that, the mayor was an at-large elected position separate from the council members. Oh, okay. And I that was, was curious. And then, was, a lot of people don't know. I get asked that a lot by new people moving to town. You know, when we have elections, they're like, how come the mayor isn't on the ballot? And, and I try to explain to them the process. There's yeah. a certain uh, uh, benefit of that. Some countries are run that way. You know, you elect a parliament and then they choose a head. So. And then they choose a prime minister. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Britain. Uh-huh. That's why Britain does it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So um, there's different ways to do it, but this was the way that was decided back in the 70s mm-hmm. uh, when they did the Charter Commission to write the original charter to turn into a home rule city. Mm-hmm. That's the decision they made. And I think it was a wise one. Hmm. Hmm. Um, now tell me something. What are the three most important issues, do you think, facing the city in the coming 12 months, um, the next year? Well, one of them is the um, ongoing suit with the Dune Ridge. Um, that's a major issue that the city will be facing over the next year, probably several years, mm-hmm. in terms of resolving some of the issues that have occurred over at their Park Street um, Court and Court Marina. Right. So that will be a major issue financially as well as a liability issue for the city over the coming year, mm-hmm. year or two or more. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I'm hearing from people when I was running, um, uh, not oddly enough, but interestingly enough, was speeding and vehicle safety. Yes. I heard from a lot of people about safety at the school. Uh, Allegan Street, Lake Street, 
um, Holland Street coming into town, and that's something that I'm going to be a, be working on with the city. I've already had a, a, um, a couple of informal meetings with the, with the undersheriff of Allen County regarding some ways that we can approach that as a community to try to address that. Even though that may not seem to be a major issue to most folks, it really is an issue for a lot of people that I heard from that mm -hmm. they just want to see people slow down as they come into town. And, sure. and again, not a major issue, but an issue that's significant enough that people want to see something done about it. And number three is, um, again, back to the Public Works Department and the city itself, is I really think the city needs to, and, and Mount Baltic kind of works into this, is the city, I think, needs to spend a little bit more time working on some of the more s smaller issues, making the city more, I don't know how to put it, but, you know, making sure the city looks fresh in the spring for the summer. Mm -hmm. um, there's a number, we've hired a new landscaping firm, which is going to assist with this to make sure that we can keep up on the landscaping, which is a difficult thing to do. Right. Making sure that everything is, is ready to go for the season. I mean, uh, as you know, Con Nast Award is one of the 10 top um, destinations, destinations yeah, yeah. In, the, in the country, and we mm -hmm. should look like it. Yeah, correct. In my opinion. Um, and that could mean, you know, simple things like making sure that City Hall gets painted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, would love to uh, uh, see, going back to the, the uh, Park Street, you know, we're talking mm -hmm. about speeding. Love to see a bigger easement on Park Street or a sidewalk even. And, boy, that would be quite the project, having to reach out to all those property owners, asking them for easement. <laughs> and uh, Park Street was an issue when I was in council back in the early 2000s. Sure. So it's been around for a long time. It's gotten worse. I've had several meetings, um, you know, hour-long meetings with residents over mm -hmm. there that tell me all kinds of stories, horror stories about things that they've seen occur on Park Street or close to occurring on Park Street. Mm -hmm. It needs to be addressed. It's a difficult issue. It's not going to be popular, but it does need to be addressed for the safety of the people that live over there as well as the people that visit. That sounds great. Unfortunately, there's a lot of towns that have dealt with that issue. This is not a problem unique for us. There's a lot of solutions out there, so it just takes somebody to identify it, do the research, and then enact the policies, just like getting better lighting ordinances. Yeah. Right, right. We're excited about the uh, – the uh, upcoming uh, uh, renewal for the uh, Rose Garden. We shared the history last mm -hmm. last week of the uh, Rose Garden and Roxy Mize yep. and uh, and uh, uh, her dedication to her brother. Um, I, I love the story that I read about her brother um, uh, and his wife. They lived up on the hill, and he would grow roses. And he would come down and hand out roses to folks in the city, shopkeepers in the city, and and uh, and uh, it just he just sounds like a great fellow. Little acts of kindness go yeah. a long way. Yeah, and uh, so excited to see that as well. I really had you on the show because I want to hear more about the project to save and preserve the Mount Baldhead, S A G E. What what yep. what's semi automatic stage? ground environment. Sage semi automatic ground, ground environment, environment radar station. Correct. That was an acronym for a very large radar network that was developed by the Department of Defense back in the late 40s uh -huh. to counter the Cold War. Right. The threat from the Russians who were able to – had developed the technology to be able to put bombs on planes, fly them over the North Pole, and come down through the United States and bomb targets. Oh, okay. So that was developed by a cooperation between MIT and IBM. Uh -huh. It was the largest computer network of its kind at the time. It was even larger than the Manhattan Project, which developed the atomic bomb. But it didn't get the notoriety that the Manhattan Project did. So it was right. as expensive um, and involved as much technology and know-how as the Manhattan Project did. Right. And, and um, 
It didn't Our, have as as big of a boom. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> I help myself. You have a rim shot over there, <laughs> yep. Um, um, but it was part of the semi-automatic ground environment radar system, and this was what was called a gap filler. Okay. So there were long-range radars. Probably the most uh, famous one around us was up in Empire, Michigan, which is still there. Oh, okay. And as the theory was is that as planes came down the Lake Michigan to bomb Gary, Chicago, you know, major, major area, yeah. right, uh, they would also go down Lake Huron. So that was, those those were two of the routes that they projected. Uh -huh. There were gaps within those radars that the long-range radars couldn't see. So they built gap fillers like Saugatuck to fill in where they couldn't see. It had about a 65-mile range, mm -hmm. and that's what it was built for, was to augment the larger, longer-range radars. Uh -huh. Now, that radar up there, that big ball, that sphere, that... Radome. It's called a radome. 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 Yeah. The radome. Um, the dome was added after the radar. Is that correct? Correct. It was added in 1963. The actual radar itself was activated in 1958. Uh -huh. And then they upgraded the radar in 1963. And at the time, when they changed the radar equipment, they added the radome to protect the antenna, which is still there. Oh, okay. Um, and and there, uh, now uh, there are other domes uh, around the country, right? right. Or, and um, uh, the, the one in where, where did you say Mount um, or uh, Empire? Empire mm -hmm. is that is that dome still intact? It there? is as is, is, well. Yeah. Now I know this is such a Mount Baldhead. The Ray Dome is um, uh, is quite the. Um, icon for Saugatuck. If you it's see on it, your shirt. It's on the shirt I'm wearing. It's on, we've done the ornament with the Sparkle Ornament Program. It's It's been on the ornament. It's on, so many artists have it. I've got art in my bedroom from Michelle Pizzo over from Caprizzo Studio. Um, uh, I've got artwork and, and it's such a, an icon of this area. Many times I've taken pictures of it and I use it for our, you know, marketing and things like that. It's um, our little Eiffel Tower, isn't it? it yeah, is. yeah, it's like yeah. our little Eiffel Tower, right? <laughs> and and um, uh, so, so we think about preserving that and, and keeping that up there. Now, that's made out of the dome itself. I know you guys spent a lot of time to the building. Tell us what you did to the building, first of all, because there's a main building at the bottom. Correct. Right? No, there's no building at the bottom. Everything's up at the top of the hill. Oh, okay. Uh, up at the top right, of the hill. Right, at the hill. top of the hill. But, mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah, it's at the top of the hill, but the, there's a concrete building Correct. that leads up to the radome, right? Correct, correct. What, what's in that concrete building? Well, the building itself was built at the same time that the structure that holds the radome uh -huh. and the antenna was built. And the radar building itself is called a um, ground control building, and it's got a generator building attached to it. That was for the equipment itself, for the actual radar equipment itself. Then it had what are called wave waveguides that would connect up to the ball to be able to bring the signal down. It was all microwave. If you're familiar with microwaves, mm -hmm. that's the technology. It would bring the I microwaves. Have one over there, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that was more powerful than what they had up there. Really? In reality, yeah. It was about a 750 megawatt. That's about a, probably a 1500 sitting in your counter. So it was, a small, it was the same technology, but much, much smaller. Uh -huh. They would use that. The equipment would actually take the signals, it would then send it via modem over to Battle Creek, Michigan. Mm -hmm. This was not manned. It was semi-manned. So they'd bring people in occasionally to monitor the equipment or to calibrate it. Uh -huh. That equipment was, there was two units up there, and they're still there. Uh -huh. um, some of the equipment has been moved over to the visitor center uh, for several years ago to make sure it was protected. But the equipment's still up there. And what that equipment would do is basically take the signals, it would interpret the signals, and it would send it over to Battle Creek for it to be put on those big, large screens. You know, if you've seen in the old Cold War movies where they had the guys with the, with yeah. the headphones on, they'd be writing on these light screens. Uh -huh. That's what was down in Battle Creek. 
signals from this station would be interpreted and they would show whether it was a friendly aircraft or whether it was an unfriendly aircraft or unidentified, then they would make a decision about scrambling jets to intercept it, which fortunately never had to happen here. You know, back when I was a kid, uh, there was, it wasn't so fenced up around there like no. it is now. And, um, and uh, we actually uh, went exploring. And we probably shouldn't, and I probably shouldn't encourage that. Uh, but but it is all fenced up now, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that dome. What I wanted to ask you about that that fiberglass dome is that going to last? Is that yeah. going to? Yeah. Because I couldn't imagine looking at Mount Baldhead today and not seeing the ray dome. No, probably of everything of the project, uh, people are very grateful that we've started to pay some attention to it. Um, but that that the the ball, as it's commonly referred to, is is a, is an iconic structure for the town, and I, I don't anticipate that's ever going to go anywhere. It requires attention, it requires maintenance. Uh, it does need to be painted. I think it's been in about twenty years since it was painted, uh-huh. um, and that's something that's on that's no pun intended that's on our radar to get accomplished. Um, but that's not going to go anywhere. I mean, it's been up. It's been up there since 1963, wow. so it's clearly stood the test of time. Well, yeah, it's especially the, with the weather that we have here off the lake. Yeah, it gets buffeted up there, Gregory. If you're up there probably at night yeah. and people couldn't see you up there, right. you probably could feel the wind. It gets a little rough yeah. up there. Right, right. So it takes a lot of abuse, and it's done well. You guys took that building and repainted it. You pulled out trees. You fixed the roof. And um, now who was a part of that? I, I know that you were also Scott Dean, uh, Councilman. Serve City Council, City of Saugatuck Council as well. Yep. And uh, anybody else that uh, that uh, is a part of that program? Sure was. Ryan Heiss, City Manager, is a member of the group, as well uh-huh. as Vic Bella, yep. City Resident. Chuck Gustafson from Douglas. Uh, um, Bob Sapita from mm-hmm. Douglas, as well as John Kerr. We're a member, our members of the work group itself. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them were selected because of their experience with restoring historic structures like the Root Beer Barrel in Douglas, the Fish Shanty down here on Water Street, Many of those gentlemen were involved in those projects, so they've got experience with that, as well as Chuck and Bob, our radar experts. They're both retired engineers, and so they 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 really understand the technology and the importance of why this particular radar station is important for us to preserve and mm-hmm. make sure it's there for other folks to be able to look at over over the years. So I have a question. If you need something and somebody with a skill, would you say you could find it in this area? How yeah. many towns have radar experts? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're exactly right, Betsy. Can I find uh, my iPhone with that thing? <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much came to us and, and, and said, hey, we heard your – and actually others had identified those two gentlemen saying, here's a couple of guys you want to have involved because they really understand and are knowledgeable about the technology. And they have a very deep personal interest in not only just the radar station but the technology itself. This is a nice right. start 20-year agenda item, sprucing things up that are sitting around looking bad. It's a good well, job. Good yeah, and, and, you know, Gregory didn't ask, ask the question, but yeah. the reason why I got started on this was yeah. because, number one, it's important to me from a personal standpoint as a city resident. Mm-hmm. Number two is I was up there in the fall of uh, 2020, I believe it was, and I walked up there during the wintertime, and I just walked up to the top of the deck, and I looked around, and I said, this place really just it doesn't look good. Yeah. The building was covered in graffiti. Yep. There was growth everywhere, trees literally growing out of the roof of the building. I know. And I just started thinking, what can I do about this? Is there something I can do, personally do about this? And and just started having some conversations with um, city council leadership at the time with Mayor Beckin. And uh, I've known Mark Beckin for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And I said, Mark, this is something I think I'd like to see the city council. And I'm willing to lead a group to do it. 
So we got a resolution going past in May of 2021, and they gave us the authority to be able to start working on it. And the first thing we did was secure the site, clean it up, paint the building, and get it ready for the next step in the process, which is preservation. Mm -hmm. So hmm, if you go up there now, it looks a lot different. It looks a lot it better looks than it looks really did. nice. Yeah. And I really like the uh, plaque that you – or the uh, signage the that you put there. Signs. The informational signs. So when you walk up there, it explains exactly what it is for people that that don't know. Yeah. You know, I think that's really cool. I, it's like, why wasn't that there before? Exactly. You know, we, it, we, yeah, when we put those up uh, probably about maybe a month ago or so – um, John Kerr was instrumental and, and the History Center was instrumental in helping us kind of design those and get the information on the signs. Yeah, they look great. Yeah, they do. And we were all looking at each other saying, why wasn't this done before? Right, exactly. Um, now, how can people follow the project's progress? Well, um, we're, on, we're on Instagram at Mount Baldhead underscore Saugatuck is where uh -huh. you find us. And yeah. um, uh, we post pretty regularly. It's slowed down a little bit now that the winter season has hit, so we're not sure. going to be working as actively on outdoor things. Uh -huh. But Mount Baldhead, it's MT Baldhead underscore Saugatuck. And on Facebook at Friends of, Saug Friends of Mount Baldhead. Oh, okay. And you'll be able to find us, and we post quite regularly there. Um, of course, you can contact me personally if you have some interest. We've had people that have stepped up and said, hey, I'd love to be involved. I'm not sure what I can do to help. But we're always, there's always projects coming up that will put a paintbrush in your hand or we'll have some other activity. Spring cleanup, I'm sure, will be kind of our next outdoor project. Mm -hmm. Now we'll be focusing on the inside of the building. And uh, we met with a, a historic preservation consultant a couple of weeks ago. And we'll be making a, um, a request to city council to engage uh, with a local, um, actually a company out of Grand Rapids to help us design a preservation plan for the actual radar station itself going forward. Well, that's awesome. Well, maybe you'll continue the work John Vanderbeek did years ago by planting trees up there and, and encourage uh, a, a continuation of the canopy. That would be great. Yeah, it's beautiful up there. They've done a wonderful job just making it much more um, Fun to go up there, things to do, places yeah. you know, places to go, good signage, better signage. Mm -hmm. So it's it's getting pardon me, it's getting much better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a shout out to the commercial record. I mean, if you want to know yeah. what's going on in town in one place, pick yeah. that up. Yeah, Scott's yeah. been Scott's been a great supporter of our project as well. He has He's been. always looking yeah. for content and is very interested in what we're doing. Right, exactly. And another shout out to commercial record to remind the commercial record that Saturday is on December fourth, not December fifth. So if you'll read the article, and thank you so much, Scott, for putting that article in. But just a reminder, the parade is not on the 5th. It's on the 4th, and that's on Saturday, the annual Hootville Parade coming up. Are you going to be at the Hootville I'll Parade? I'll be in the brigade. Yeah, you'll be part of the those crazy brigade. guys. Those crazy guys. Oh, they're Mike Gustaitis, uh, of course, uh, Keith uh, uh, Sharrick. Sharrick and Sharrick Andrew and, Bartlett yep, uh -huh. and Mike O'Brien. Those are the, oh, I, I think, the key crazy organizers. Crazy guys. Oh, crazy yeah. guys. Um, I'm looking so much forward to the fun uh, this weekend as well. Hey, Russ Gardner, thanks for coming on the show. Let's give him a big round of applause for coming on. Um, so glad to have you on. And, Thank you very uh, much for asking. <laughs> but uh, learned a lot about um, everything you're doing for the radar, and it's nice to actually sit down and meet you in person. So um, I remember when you, when you came up to the uh, city council and you came into town and and you're like, Mayor, how come I don't know who this guy is? You know, <laughs> and and uh, but it's 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 been a pleasure to meet you, and um, I appreciate all the help with the tree lighting ceremony as well. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome, Russ Gardner, and uh, want to thank you for coming on. Um, we've also got hold on, there's somebody else in the background here, and uh, uh, let's get that disco ball down now. And before we go to break, let's introduce him to everybody here. 
He is a wonderful gentleman, and and uh, he's he's been coming on. Uh, he's been on the show before, and uh, he's a part of the Tri Community Trail Master Plan. He's talking about trails throughout the Sagatuck Bridge to Beach Trail Vision that he's going to share with us. Welcome to the welcome to Studio B, John Vanderbeek. Well, hey, it's good to be here. Yeah, good to um, see you, Greg. Yeah, you too. Um, you're yeah, a you family man. You're a family man. I'm a family man. You've got three girls, and you've been married for 20 years. Um, Hi, Annika and Ella and Hannah. John, I met I, I met you. Um, I remember the first time I met you. I was at Phil's. So many people meet at Phil's. Just yeah. like uh, Russ was saying, he met his future wife there, or a current wife there at Phil's. Future wife. And every time we get into trouble <laughs> since, we meet at Phil's, I think. Of course, always. <laughs> um, uh, last time we met at Phil's, last time we met at Phil's, we ended up at Dustin's house. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a blast. Good um, uh, you're, and I was fascinated first before we go, you know, after we get back from break, I want to talk more about um, your, your uh, Bridge to Beach uh, Trail Vision and the Tri-Community Trail Master Plan. But before, be, before that, I, I want to learn a little bit about you. You're an inventor, artist, and a maker of many things. What is? What do you? What do you make? What inventor? Inventor. Ever since I was a kid, I love to make stuff. My brother and I would take apart our Hot Wheels cars or our track cars, and 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 we would just take apart everything in the house. Thank you, mom, for the patience. Um, she's listening too. She's oh, Sally local. Bishop, I love yeah. your mom. She's cool. Hi, mom. Yeah, Sally and Rick. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I've always made stuff, and when I got into college, I wanted to learn how to weld. I wanted to be able to do uh, casting in bronze. I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to machine things with a with a mill, and uh, and I did all that in college, and eventually found this career through internships where I could actually invent new toys, like a new radio control car that flipped or a Spider-Man that could jump and do a flip stunt and land on his feet still with magnets or something. Do you have you and, done things like that? Yeah, I do that every day. I I work with uh, with big brands like uh, Paw Patrol, making stunt transforming vehicles. There's stuff on the market right now that you could find. Thomas the Train is a big brand I've been oh, working yeah. on for over a decade. Oh, you you work on that project too, Thomas? I, the I train? have a I have stunts stunt tracks. So Thomas the Train does a fl- a, a jump. Oh. Um, Oh, Next year, cool. there's I have the lead item for Thomas the Train with Fisher Price, and it's a royalty deal. Yeah. So my business now is is two things: I develop uh, projects that have performance in the toy business, mm-hmm. and I either own them and get royalties, or I just do it as a job. Hmm. And the Thomas stuff is something I do for royalties. So I, next fall, I'll be making some money on the lead Thomas item. And hopefully that can pay for some conservation around here. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yes, 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 yes. And then now also um, Star Wars toys as well? You, That's you, right, yeah. I, a couple of years ago I did the Dio droid, which was uh, – there was two Dio droids. This is like a, a, one of the robots. Is that in, the round thing that people had the remote control to? Is that what Yeah, that yeah there's like a, a single wheel on the bottom, uh-huh. and, and he has a head up above the wheel. And I developed this as a, as a low-cost radio control vehicle uh-huh. uh, with, with, uh, with them. And I've also done a bunch of lightsabers. Oh, wow. Um, I've pitched – Hasbro, who has the master toy license for for Star Wars, I've uh-huh. pitched them probably dozens of different uh, lightsaber concepts. Mm-hmm. A new way to extend the blade, 
a new way to retract the blade, a new way to light up the blade, make the blade smoke, whatever it is, we've done all kinds of stuff. With I have it. to say one thing here. Yeah. I just asked Russ Gardner, if you need it, can you find it in this town? Somebody has the skill. I mean, how many <laughs> big towns have a toy inventor? I know. We do. We, we need to get him on the yeah, Saugatuck Douglas Art Club. Well, he. I, I, you, I you think need I to, was a member. You need might to still be. Oh, maybe just, you are. you a member? I, I don't. Okay. I don't really have time. Yeah, he's I, a creator, to, and his dad was an artist, so he's very supportive. Yeah, you my need, father was a, an artist in The Simpsons, and he put my name in the background of a Simpsons episode. Oh, that's episode cool. one thousand eight hundred thirty-six. John Vanderbeek. Don Vanderbeek is, is my dad. Don Vanderbeek. Name. That rings a bell. Yeah. You, you because I up, see the Vanderbeek in the credits. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 okay, uh, cool. Because you watch The Simpsons all the time. We used to. <laughs> when yeah, I was a yeah. kid, I grew up with my dad hiding my brother and I's names in the newspaper because he was the, dark, the art director of the Dayton Daily newspaper. Oh, that's funny. And so my brother and I grew up with art. My mother's a really talented artist. Uh -huh. Now my, my wife, we met in design school. We started our business together. Your wife so makes cookies, doesn't she? She, she makes really cool ice they are cookies. Really she cool. can make like a photograph. Yeah. Of And, and she just kind of does that on the side, I think. And, and I think she'll be doing some Christmas cookies for uh -oh. us, too. Can I say something personal about John? Because I've enjoyed working with him. I just called him up out of the blue because I knew he loved trees. And then we got acquainted with his conservation work, which shares my heart, too. And I have uh, watched him uh, post pictures online with his girls. And, you know, he takes them out. And puts them on snowboards and says, go, girl. And I'm saying that is the best thing. It's another one of those childhood experiences that will teach those girls confidence. And it's like clearly done with love and care. But it's take the risk, take the challenge, go down that hill on that snowboard. And, you know, his wife is like, what, a black belt or something. So there's a lot of energy and activity in this family. It's quite, quite wonderful to watch. And I look forward to watching those girls grow up. Yeah, yeah. And John hosts a lot of uh, fun local events where he invites everybody, all of our local friends, to. Uh, yeah, they've got that neat little house over there in the dunes that they, they like to entertain at. Um, now, you had a poetry reading yesterday? That's right, actually. Yeah, next, next Saturday, next Saturday we, we, we have uh, at least two published poets coming. This is dialing back to something I did in college. I used to set up beatnik poetry readings at the coffee shops. Uh -huh. My cousin Amy, who's who's part of the Amy the, Manning, yeah, that's right, Code you know, West, yeah, Code West. She she uh, said, John, we should we should do this poetry reading and treat your cabin like a cafe. Yeah, I said that sounds fun. Let's do it. Yeah, and I don't have a ton of time to do too many things, but <laughs> right. on Saturday at six o'clock. Next Saturday at six o'clock, look it up. You're invited, you the listener. Yeah. And if you want to read a poem that you like, that's published or your own poem, it's fine. Anybody's welcome. Oh, that's cool. So come over. Yeah, I, I, I might just out. do that. I yeah. might just do that. You know, it's already the eight thirty hour. We're going to have to take a little break. But the reason why I had you on the show is because I want to find out how far you guys have come and what you've done lately with the Tri Community Trail Master Plan. I've had you on for that before, but we want to get updated with all that, and we'll get updated with that when we return here on Saugatuck on Sunday. This is Gregory Muncy with my wonderful special co-host Betsy York. You're listening to The Lake Shores, 92.7 The Van and 92.7thevan.com. This is Saugatuck on Sunday. We'll be back right after this message. Grab another cup of coffee. Let's get caught up with everything going on in the Saugatuck Douglas area. We'll see you in a minute.
Welcome back. You're listening to Saga Talk on Sunday on the Lake Shores 92.7 The Van with my wonderful co-host Betsy York for the Saga Talk Douglas Art Club. Betsy, can you believe we're already into our last half hour? It has flown. It's been a blast because your energy just gives me energy. And, of course, there's that regular coffee I'm drinking. Yes, caffeine. It helps, doesn't it? It certainly does. I um, want to thank you for coming on the show. John uh, John Vanderbeek we've got here. Uh, we, we were listening to, of course, Russ Gardner. And you, you guys, while Russ was in the shop, you guys share a lot of similar interests and, and we're visiting. And um, and John Vanderbeek, you're part of the um, Tri-Community Trail Master Plan. Before we get into that, I'm just wondering, uh, anything special how was your thanksgiving with your family oh we had a nice time a quaint time with my mother lives across the street so we just went over there and, oh that's uh, convenient and uh yeah yeah so we we just had a good time with my wife my kids and my mom and uh-huh. um yeah yeah well that, very, very good um yeah. did, you, did you have a turkey now you were talking about amy yeah. and rick manning you know last year uh they shared for thanksgiving instead of a turkey they had a roasted cauliflower that's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They they and turn out to work. Their their digestion works much better without meat. It turns out. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah some people are like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you a meat eater? I I I like to eat vegetarian meals, but I eat I eat meat too. Oh. So, so we so when I go out to eat, <laughs> I will order vegetarian probably fifty percent of the time. Oh, really? With a side of bacon or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean. I, I just try to eat balanced, but yeah, yeah. You know, I, we, we can't be perfect. I, I, we should all be stop eating meat, but we can't be perfect. We're all raised eating meat, so cutting back meat's a really good thing, though. It is. You know, I go to the Tree of Life Juice over here, and she makes a wonderful soup. Uh, she had a vegetable soup this week, which was absolutely delicious. It's not meat based, but you you wouldn't know it, you know, from all the flavor of the vegetables and the spices that she puts in. Um, and that was that was really good. Um, any particular uh, Christmas uh, plans you've got? Uh, you've got three kids, so that's a lot to buy for. Yeah, there's there's lots going on, but thankfully yeah. I don't have to do it all. And Santa Claus takes care of some of that. Oh, so, thank, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank so, you, Santa so Claus. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I'm kind of off the hook with a, well, I mean, half the list. Could you just call the people that you work for, like Hasbro, well, and say, "Hey, send me some free stuff." That's real interesting. I believe there's a special deal, like there's a backdoor deal with with the Hasbro's Mattels out there and Santa Claus, and and oh. I'm not involved with it. I have no idea. Yeah, but, right, right. I'm sure there it's is above some. my pay grade. <laughs> You are so passionate about environmental issues, and that's one thing that we've learned when you move to the area. And um, you have a, a, a focus on preserving our habitat um, and, uh, you know, our woods, trees, and wildlife. Um, you know, they're all threatened uh, worldwide. Um, but we have such a great community of people here that really care about the community and, 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 uh, and preserving uh, what we have because I think we realize we have something so special. Um, how is a trail master plan helping protect and expand the habitat? I heard about uh, this beach bridge trail. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I think in preserving land, you can utilize a lot of different strategies. So we in my group, Betsy and I and, and other members of our group, eventually after meeting several times, many times a year, we brainstormed and came up with a beach to bridge uh, trail vision, which is one strategy for uh, preserving tr- uh, preserving land. So beach to bridge. What bridge am I talking yeah. about? I'm talking about New Richmond Bridge, and that's oh. ten miles upstream. If you if you start at the beach and you go up river and you go past Talmadge Woods and you go past Saugatuck and you keep going up river. 
past 196 bridge uh-huh. and way up through the bayous you in, in 10 years up or 10 miles up upstream you get to the new richmond bridge okay and right there starts 45,000 acres the allegan uh state game area wow that's a big area i had it's, no idea that was so big over there to give you a, a context the state park is a thousand acres uh-huh Okay, if, if you know River Bluff, right. that's like 80 acres. Right. Um, so it's a lot of acres. And if we yeah. can get a trail system that connects State Park down into Saugatuck's Blue Star uh, bike path and over in, along Old Allegan and connecting, um, connecting all of our parks, essentially, and going to the beach or to the bridge, you'll end up with a trail that, that, that's 20 miles long that can go all the way from the beach to the bridge, and we can use it as a kind of proverb, think of it as a proverbial stream, that once we get that stream in place, you can form it into lakes mm-hmm. and places. So you can expand it. So a trail can actually be strategically the best way to create a huge conservation. Mm-hmm. Think of it as a linear conservation. You have a 1,000 acres at State Park, 45,000 acres at Allegan State Game Area, how many acres can we get along that trail in uh-huh. preservation? So right. by coming up with a beach-to-bridge trail vision, we're able to have an excuse to try to buy a 20-acre parcel here next to that part of the trail, right. 40 acres there. Uh-huh. Um, so, so right now, this seems like a pretty far-out idea, the beach-to-bridge mm-hmm. vision, but we're already working on pieces that are along the whole thing yeah including a huge center right in the center of it right around here mm-hmm. we're working with some public land mm-hmm. that both the uh township and the city of saugatuck own and and we're pushing to to have that as sort of the main central anchor of this and mm-hmm. then it pushes out all the way each way mm-hmm. um there's huge properties along the way some of you might be familiar with darling property mm-hmm. way down old allegan they have mm-hmm. 250 acres of riverfront that oh. butts up against 58th street mm-hmm. as soon as you cross that 58th street you're touching allegan state game area oh um so we reached out to corporate headquarters of that company we're in talks with them oh that's a big step yeah because yeah. they're a five billion dollar company with 200 locations across the whole country so i'm really excited about that so we have along this whole path we have easements that are already closing up right now and we have trails and development, and we have a lot of we have our eyes on a lot of uh, pieces of property along the way that we could try to purchase. Oh wow! Just we- to add to that, the the reason I mean, he John has done a tremendous amount of work meeting. I mean, we've met with about five landowners, and they are really interested in having part of their property preserved for the future. And so John can really work with the landowners to help them figure out how to preserve this wonderful land that you've enjoyed all your life and you would like to see remain. So um, it's it's great. There's several of them coming already online. And that's yeah, what he's talking about. Thank you, landowners. Um, many yeah. of you have approached me. I've approached many of you. I appreciate your patience and understanding where I'm coming from. You're talking about connecting from the bridge to beach, and you're talking about something about the Blue, Steel, Blue Star tra- bike trail. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the trail master plan and the uh, Blue Star bike trail? Essentially, the tri-community to trail master plan, our main goal is to do conservation and preservation uh-huh. to get parcels into public hands or conservation hands. Okay. Um, so the Blue Star uh, bike path doesn't look to create a park along its path 
um, I would look to work with Blue Star, and I've talked with the, the organizers and mm-hmm. people that run that group about trying to develop parks along their path, too. Okay. So that's where we can actually relate and work together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So preservation, conservation, that's the main difference. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not focused on bike paths. I'm focused on footpaths. But some of the stuff that we that we're working on is actually evolving into a bike path that can save lives because we're making connections between A and B that haven't been made before. Mm-hmm. Other connections are more dangerous for a bike path, so right. it's been kind of interesting because here I just want to save trees and create these trails, so we have a strategy. So and- now we're talking some serious money, and if anybody wants to help us fundraise, if they have experience raising money in this town. Like, we could use 10 people at $10,000, so come talk to John, talk to me, and uh, we'll put together some packages. We've got a lot of visions and a lot of possibilities. Now, are, are you a 501c3, like Land Conservancy of West Michigan or Saugatuck Dunes Coastal Alliance? Are you, are you uh, a nonprofit? Or? Uh, no. Uh, so it turns out that I, I can operate much more effectively uh, being uh, completely separate. So I'm more of a broker. So I, I end up meeting with a landowner, and mm-hmm. I try to find the right 501c3 to work with them uh, or a municipality. So I have a good relationship with the Saugatuck uh, uh, township government, the Saugatuck uh-huh. City government, right. Douglas government, and I have a good relationship with the Outdoor Discovery Center, the Land Conservancy of West Michigan, uh-huh. and the uh, Michigan Nature Association that owns Wade's Sanctuary down Old Allegan. So uh, some <clears throat> some of the landowners will approach me and say, well, gee, I'm, I'm, I, I would love to protect the half of my 20-acre parcel. Mm-hmm. I don't want a future where it's developed into condos. Right. And then I look around and I say, well, does that, does that make sense with a plan that's currently talked about in, in the township mm-hmm. municipality? Or does that make sense with the ODC? Or does it make sense with the Land Conservancy of West Michigan? So I broker. And, and like Betsy says, I have lunches three times a week <clears throat> with people like this because I have to maintain a lot of relationships right. to be able to have these conversations. And you do this all volunteer. That's right. Yep. Um, and this, this come, where's my motivation come from? I was because just going to ask. I have a, I have a family and I have a business and that takes up a lot of my time. Right. Um, I gave up a whole lot of things to start this project a couple years ago. Um, I've, I've, I've done, a, so I basically have just three things. I have the tri-community trail master plan. I have my family and I have my business. Right. Thankfully the business keeps me afloat so yeah. I can put 20 hours a week into this too. Now, mm-hmm. why, why is it so urgent? Mm-hmm. Um, why can't I just wait until I'm retired or something like that where right. most people have time? Right. A lot of people that listen to me on the radio actually think I'm a much older gentleman. Well, I'm in my early 40s, everybody. I'm oh, spending my really? most valuable time right now on this because when I was a kid, I used to watch nature films. And at the end of every nature film, what do you hear? This habitat's being lost. That animal is going extinct because mm-hmm. they have no place to live. Right. I'm the first person that brought up the conversation in a real format in right. this area to create a wildlife corridor. Yeah. What's this trail beach to uh, bridge bridge vision? It's a wildlife corridor too. Yeah. It connects. Sure. It gives places, as Betsy always says, where's where's the place for the critters? Yeah. And that's what she brings up in all of our meetings with the Tri Community Trail Master Plan. Where's the place for the critters? Right. So, so the that's reason my I'm motivation. I need to. Go ahead. Well, you know, when I got here, I wanted to know how this place was preserving what we all came here and loved, which is the trees, the animals, and those things. Additionally, Mm -hmm. there's boat people and whatnot. But um, 
I read the tri-community master plan mm -hmm. that the three cities sort of signed off on about five, six years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. yeah, and in there, there's a lot of talk about how the people want wild animals and the rural feeling and conservation, but there's no really measurable outcomes. There's no really work plan associated with that, as far as I can tell. Right. And um, when I heard about the work John's doing, that is actual boots on the ground kind of work that goes on. So he's he's not spending time running a board and doing this and that. So, you know, we've got him some some Santa's helpers now, if you will, to help move this project along. But we need to, you know, everybody feels this, not everybody, but most people I talk to are like, we just think this is a great project. Mm -hmm. We want it to happen. I so I really support this. I start a lot of discussions online on Facebook, as many of you have seen in my Facebook group, the Saugatuck Douglas Awareness. Um, uh -huh. This is one thing, whenever I bring up anything to do with the Tri-Community Trailmaster Plan, I get nothing but 100% support. Right. Now, you know there's debate on Facebook. There's people that have these opinions and those opinions, and they like to... You know, have keyboard warriors. Heated, yeah, heated keyboard warriorship. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it with this, and that to me is the clue that everybody supports this sure. idea. We just need to figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. Now we've done a lot of work for vision. Okay, it will translate next year very quickly to financial. Right. Okay? I already know how to spend 150,000 on some new important parcels. Uh -huh. I already know how to spend another 150 on top of that. What we really need, and this is a big goal, is the same kind of money that we spent to protect the property north of Oval Beach. Correct. $20 million. Right. Okay. 10.6 was DNR grants because they worked with the municipality. Mm -hmm. We need $20 million to get another 1,000 acres in the next five years. Right. And why the urgency? Because development's happening. I'm not going to be mad at you developers. I'm going to try to create a balance with you. Sure. Because the development happens with no plan. Look around at the right. city, out the window. Uh -huh. It's been planned. There's a park here. There's yeah. a park that we know where things are supposed to be. Everything in township, which is our biggest right. resource that people come here for, uh -huh. it's not being planned. It's just, hey, there's 50 acres. Let's tear it down and put storage facilities. I got, I have no problem with storage facilities. I, I, but let's have some order to it. Let's try, and that's what I'm trying to do with the Tri-Community Trailmaster Plan. I think a lot of people, you know, when they, when they think about people conserving land or they think about, excuse the term, tree huggers, they think that that's you're – Right. But they think <laughs> that you're, you're anti-developer, but you're not. Right. You're, some, of, some of us are. Yeah. Conservationists and, come in all forms. Right, right. And but but you you seem to be more in how can we work together so that everyone's happy, right? That's it's right. not my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people think that people that conserve land are those headstrong people that mm -hmm. you know that, that won't budge. Um, I, I like the idea that you've got more of a welcoming sense to you um, to find solutions so that, that everyone's happy. I, I actually consider myself good friends with several prominent developers in this area. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, uh, and I'm proud of that relationship. They, they're helping me. One of the most prominent developers is, is helping build some of these trails. That's great. Um, they want to they want to give back to the community. I That's have a great. little inject here. Um, uh -huh. You know, there's the Chamber of Commerce and the uh, – business associations and they are grouped together and they have a voice in how things work mm -hmm. and i'm thinking we should get all the different organizations that are concerned with how the place looks 
um, for the environment, for the animals, for the trees, for the lighting, dark sky lighting, and mm-hmm. get them together in a strategic group. And I'm hoping somebody will step up and say, hey, let's do that so yeah. that we can have a voice at the table that's larger than our little group here because we know the people are out there. We know there's all these different groups and such talent. Sure. Now, Russ was on here. You were going to ask him about the lighting uh, ordinance. I gave him you? a brochure. You, we were, we were, you were going to drill him, and uh, he, he ran out of here before you could. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't want to interrupt with his agenda, okay. but I gave him a brochure, and I think he's kind of aware of it because he, it's, he it's, asked me if I even found any lighting ordinances for the city of Saugatuck. It's funny how how many uh, people that, that will move back to town and they'll talk about, oh, we need more lighting, we need more lighting, we need more lights, we need more lights. But the thing is, is that the more lights we bring here, the more pollution that we bring that – that th- these skies are beautiful, even from downtown Saugatuck with with the few street lights we have, you know, it, you can see that sky, yeah. that night sky yeah, that you people, can't see in the city. Exactly. People move here from the city and think they need to put up all this light yeah. because it's safe. Yeah. No, this is a safe town. You don't need lights right. and uh, it wastes energy. Do you know that one light bulb burning uh, for a year uses a half a ton of coal so it's a it's using one light bulb one burning light for bulb. a year yeah a half, half a, ton. a ton of coal go to wow. darksky.org uh, yeah. so we've got a lot of lights that aren't needed and yeah. you don't need them for safety because mm-hmm. one there's not a lot of crime here but number two it blinds the victim so you, you lights don't necessarily reduce crime but let's get back to trails because yeah. we well, want to preserve you know, those right, because i, I don't want to give wanna... a big shout out to to um you know Russ was talking about Mount Baldhead Russ and Gardner. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I want to give a big shout out to uh, the guy who made that even something that we can fix up. Mm-hmm. And you know who that is? Who? RJ. Oh, RJ, RJ Peterson. RJ Peterson. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, he had the vision to save that when the Air Force came to pick it up. Oh, okay. okay. And and that's, that's a preservation. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I think this is an urgency because – once we have something, we can decide what to do with it. Mm-hmm. But once it's already developed, it's developed forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's where we need we need your help. We need your we need your financial support or finding financial support or finding donors. Go to our website trailmasterplan.com. That's www.trailmasterplan.com. You can give money there. You can talk to me, and we can figure out. A place where you can help either by land or, or money. Now, and that's as a, what's going to come to next year. As a property owner, I know I know that there's a concern, you know, to purchase property for this trail. But if I owned a piece of property and I really don't want to sell my land, but I want to allow an easement for this trail to go through my property, is there a way that that can be done? So that it's part of the trail and it's part of the preservation, yet I still own the property? Yes, that's right. Yeah, in fact, there's there's a smorgasbord of ways you can do this. I don't want to give up the, this. you know what I mean? For right, yeah, no, I maybe... work with a lot of uh, landowners that say have 30 acres that they've hunted for a generation or two. Uh-huh. And they're very concerned, well, I, I love this idea. I want to support that vision of the future, but I hunt this land. I want my grandparents, my grandkids to hunt sure. the land. Well, that can be done. These these easement contracts can be so flexible. In fact, some of them uh, that I'm working on right now might not even be activated for two decades because of personal property right uh, uh-huh. preferences. Right. And that's fine. The The vision is for the future. Okay? Correct. So we don't have to look at, hey, let's do this easement. Then you're going to have people walking through your yard in, uh, next year. 
Um, it's 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 uh, it's it could be done whatever which way that landowner becomes happy and. Mm-hmm. As long as it's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about um, a little bit about where the trails are. Now, where can I go on hiking trails that are open and available? Um, well, a great question. Right when we started getting together and Betsy talked about reaching out to me, she contacted me to, to one of her good friends, Chris. Because maybe folks, that, there's a lot and, of folks that might know where Chris, any yeah, of our trails are. So Chris are, so. started a map of every trail within five miles of Saugatuck. Oh, okay. And what's the most requested thing at the visitor center today? The trail map. Our map that we made with Chris. <laughs> we had a little station identification. I think a, a bird. Uh, uh, no, I tripped of... on the wire. Was Sorry. It, it's your it's fault? It's my, my fault. Oh, don't your fault. It, don't blame it on the birds. Here with yeah, John it Vanderbeek. It was my fault. He's, he's trying to be cool. John Vanderbeek from the Tri-Community Trail Master Plan and so many other things. Um, you want to go check out uh, Saugatuck Awareness uh, page on Facebook to find a little bit about his poetry readings. That sounds like a lot of fun. They've got one coming up Saturday, and uh, he invites folks to his poetry readings and you you can meet him in person yourself and find out more about the trail master plan of course you can always go to their website at www.trailmasterplan.com and uh, find out how you can give your time your money to help preserve uh, our natural uh, trails and and uh, natural area which of, of course is goal um, we, you know we, we're gonna have to go it, it's been a great having you on the show um, and and we have a few minutes left and I just want to wrap things up a little bit we were talking about when we got cut off we were talking about the current trails and mm-hmm. and John you were telling me where could we get the current trails at where we uh, could go to the website trailmasterplan.com and click mm-hmm. on trails and go to the sister group that's called radar hill hiking club and you can find all hiking trails within five miles of the area uh-huh. you could go to the visitor center here and find the printed map if you want to pick it up or right. go online right and i know they keep them stocked here at the information booth as well um so uh so trailmasterplan.com uh john anything else that you'd like to share to our listeners while you're on the show yes i would i i, I think a lot of people are on the same uh page with us in fact i ran into somebody the other day at uh at the southerner um, and she said this is this was her favorite show, the one that I was on last time. And I promised her that I'd be on. So hi. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, a lot of people want to know how they can help. Yeah. Because it's such a big problem. And how do you do something about it? How right. if I have twenty five dollars? How how am I really helping with a hundred thousand dollar purchase? Well, you can help. There's money coming in from uh, the, the COVID and then the, and then the infrastructure. Uh-huh. Um, the municipalities will have money. You can write to your municipality. You can write to the Sogtuck Township or Sogtuck City and ask them, that, tell them you want more preservation. Yeah. And that will make a difference because money's coming in right now. Yeah, you're right about you, that. You can go to trailmasterplan.com and you can make a meeting with me or just donate on our link. Um, but I'm happy to talk to anybody um, on, on how we can uh, plug you into this vision in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go uh, Google nomination form, DNR nomination form. Almost anybody can go online and actually nominate a property. If, you're, if you've got a parcel nearby and you think it's worth something ecologically, mm-hmm. nominate it. Sure. Google nomination form on the DNR website, okay. and you can do that. So that's just a couple ways you can help. Betsy, can you think of a couple more ways or 
Okay. Money, 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 more money. <laughs> uh, John, thank you so much for being on the show. Are you coming to the parade, the Christmas parade? Oh, sure thing. The Hootville, you're going to have a hoot with the Hootville <laughs> Christmas Parade. Don't forget, folks, that's this Saturday. We'll line up at 1230 at Wicks Park, and the parade starts at 1 p.m. We'll parade around town, uh, also featuring, I didn't mention, the high school marching band will be there. Uh, they do a terrific job every year. Kimberly and I will be ironing out and washing their Dr. Seuss hats and getting them ready, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Thanks again, John, for coming on the show. We'll see you this weekend at the parade and we'll see you. you yep yeah, thank you and thank you uh betsy for being my wonderful co-host my pleasure it's been thank great you. having you on and we'll see you next week here on saga tuck on sunday where we do it live here in studio b high above land sharks and beautiful downtown saga tuck and we want you to have a great week happy fun day sunday and we're signing off saying have a great day this is gregory muncie I really enjoy this too much, don't I? <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. Have a great time. Actually, we'll see you at the parade. So you got to be down at the parade. You'll see us all in our goofy glory this Saturday here in beautiful downtown Saugatuck. Have a great day, everybody.